Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spock. Chris Bachman hanging out with you on Spock Sports Show, a Sacred Art Academy basketball edition today, starting things off talking with Coach Door down in down in the basement. I must say, I didn't know there was a basement here at Sacred Art Academy, yeah. but got to use all the classroom space you can get, don't you? Yeah, down here away from all the, everybody else, you know, it's a little quieter <laughs> down here. Down here with the seventh graders, too, so. And who is Coach Door for those people who don't know? Like I said, I know you've been around the program for a long, long time, but for those people who don't really know who you are, kind of tell everybody a little bit about us, a little bit about your background. Yeah, uh, local. I went to I went to uh, Chip Hills. Sorry. Nope, um, when I got your levels boosted up here from when I had the kids on there, Friday is what happened. So now you would probably be a little bit more normal now. There we go. There we go. That's better. Uh, yeah, Chippewa Hills grad. So um, just well, I did move away for college, but then came back when I heard about this opportunity to teach here. And I just had uh, Mrs. Yonker. I actually just had her nine-year anniversary. We've been here nine years now. So um, and it happened fast. We were talking about <laughs> the other day. It happened really fast. So Always have loved basketball. Played that in high school along with golf as my other sport. Um, stayed involved when I went to Lake State up there at college. And then when I came back here, uh, there was an eighth grade girls position open. And Rick Roberts and I had the conversation. I stepped into that. And then uh, then the JV opened and Damon gave me the opportunity to, uh, Damon Brown for those, you know, everybody knows Damon. So he gave me the opportunity to go and coach that and seven years later with him. So Yep. And then he, you know, he stepped away, his daughter's yep. graduating, and he's got, you know, a new wife and a new life. So yep. stepping away from the coaching, but just an absolute legend. Let's, let's cheese on Damon Brown for a little bit. And the stat I always like to give, and you guys ended up with a three-game losing streak yeah. last year. He would have never had a losing streak, quote-unquote, if that didn't happen. That was, you know, was one of my favorite stats. But we, this could be a whole other podcast. But what are some of the big lessons you learned from Damon? Maybe not even with basketball, but just life. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, he's he's – been so uh so knowledgeable and so helpful and he's always a phone call away and and we're still we I ran into him in Meyer the other day and we talked basketball for 10 minutes you know <laughs> so um just the obviously x's and o's is a lot of the things but it's the patience it's the it's the life skills it's the um persistence it's the being there every single day and a lot of those things that you then try to translate to the girls as well and teach them about it um it, you just couldn't have asked for a better mentor to learn under for the last seven years. Yeah, as far as what people would expect when they come in and see the game, is it going to be kind of the same quote-unquote brand of Irish girls basketball that they've been seeing? I mean, offensively, it's going to be up-tempo. We're going to push. We're going to attack. So very similar defensively. I do, I'm do. i a little more man-to-man than Coach, Coach was. Uh, he was more of his 2-3, which led him to a lot of success. You can't complain about that, right? Um, I, I just, I, I'm a little more towards the man-to-man, and that's something that we've got to keep building in our programs, and that's something that I, I mean, can't complain about the start to this year, too, with it, so. Yeah, well, and it's also one of those that you won't be afraid to go to a zone if right. that matchup depends on it, but if you've got the athletes to get on the girls' full court, that's what you need to do, and I feel like yep. that, that's kind of what you got right now is a bunch of girls who can just guard full court, and speaking of those girls, who are some of the leaders on this team? Yeah, it's a little risk-reward, right, when you're going full court, so yeah. I love the I love the speed. You know, it starts right off with our two two returning uh, seniors, Ella and Kate. They've been uh, great leaders. They've been four year players. Um, I coached them two years in the JV, and then got to step right up with them. And then goes, you know, Sophie and Chelsea are awesome and consistent for us as well. Um, they're really all, you know, you say leaders, but they all kind of have their own. Um, well, I think unique skills. You've got a lot of girls that have had success in other sports, have been leaders, and that's where the multi-sport athlete stuff becomes yeah. cool. So cool, different roles with different teams. We talked about that Friday. Um, eight of the nine girls have played in at least a state semifinal. 
or state final <laughs> in softball or volleyball. Eight of them, and the only one's Karis, who's a freshman who hasn't had the opportunity. And uh, Eliza Pratt last yep. last year, I remember interviewing her, and then we, she's talking about you know having her open house, and there was just so many trophies at the uh-huh. open house because she had won so much. And that's that's pretty cool, just continuing the same tradition. I like yeah. Karis. Yeah, the one girl who hasn't won anything, who she's got some bright stuff ahead. Yes, yes, she does. I mean, she's a lot of sisters to look up to there. Yep. And now, are you surprised? Eight no start. A little, yeah. I mean, that was obviously, you know, it's tough to set records, right? Like to establish, hey, we want to be eight and zero, six and that's not necessarily the goal, right? I mean, it's okay getting beat and learning from those opportunities as well. Um, but the girls have grinded. I mean, there's been some games where you know you kind of look at the clock. It's like early on, we're getting beat. You know, down ten against Beal, we had that situation, and they just they haven't gave up. So that's the that's the most you know proud thing of them. They just they just keep going. They're just in it. They're in it. They're in it. And all, we got eight. We still have one out injured right now. All eight girls are ready to game and ready to go play and do what's got to be done. Yeah, and that's something that, you know, in the past you guys have had, you know, 12 girls. You may be going, mm-hmm. every one of the girls you got on the team, you probably wish you could have them out there more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's it makes lineups a little bit hard sometimes when you it's like, shoot, you know, these girls deserve to be in. And it's just not the right situation for them. And, but I think that's where these girls, be, you know, and family atmosphere that you have here yeah. at Sacred Heart Academy kind of really comes into play with camaraderie, and, you know, and all all that kind of stuff. And you got the gauntlet coming up. Like I said, a great 8-0 start, but you still have St. Charles twice. You still have Fulton twice, who are the other two teams at the top of the MSAT conference mm-hmm. right now. You've got Beaverton. You've got Claire. You, you want to make sure you got these girls. And now the, the St. Charles-Fulton, those games could have been earlier, but with the Beaverton, the Claire, out of conference, you want to get these girls ready for March, don't right, you? Right, right. And that's the, the first thing with a possible snowstorm tomorrow is we don't want to dun, have, dun, a, dun. We don't have a, a reschedule of a conference and lose a non-conference, right? So... Um, I love the schedule we have coming up because I think back in summer, you know, players would ask or people would ask, when will this team be ready? And it's like, give us till January. Give us some time to figure things out. And uh, and now we're into that stretch. And we had an awesome practice yesterday. And the girls are really, I think, gearing up uh, for the opportunities we have this week with Carson and St. Charles. So. And got to go back to the CMU game once again. Probably your biggest win of the year at yeah. that great venue, McGurk Arena, for the Buck 92 Backyard Brawl. And uh, let's give each other a high five that people can hear here because we raised nearly $15,000 that day with the United Way. And I think most of the credit, you'll even say, it, doesn't even, it goes to those girls who were out there on the floor that were yeah. the stars of that show that day. And Beale City's a team that's going to be really good this year. They play in a really tough conference. They're going to be a tough out in the playoffs. But, Chief City, you guys were down by 10. Going into halftime, it, it didn't look good, but boy, they came out and played very well in that second half. Yeah, third quarter there, there and I didn't say anything crazy in the halftime, you know, at the halftime chat. It's just like, we got to be patient and persistent, and then the shots started falling. That was kind of the difference there. Uh, Beal had the girl who made those five threes in the first half, and then we finally started making our threes in the second half there. So Yeah, if you could have traded it on, it could maybe different, right. you know, different story going the other way. Right, right, but I won't change the results, yeah. so we'll take that. <laughs> And now, uh, what are the s- strengths of this team? You feel like? Yeah, I think you know the 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 persistence. The um, we're developing communication. That's something that we keep. You know, defensively, we got to communicate a little bit better. Um, but they they're they're a subtle group. You know, they're not one that's going to be loud. Um, but they're it's uh, the way they win. They they're starting to figure out how to communicate with their body movements as opposed to always using their voices. Which your voice is important as well. Um, 
But I think the the weapons that we've just acquired offensively throughout the summer, you know, attack, 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 get to the free throw line, those are some skills. We have we have good speed, which we're trying to use um, and really put the pressure up defensively. And that's, I mean, our first three games we held teams, you know, to it was in the 20s, and that's something that we want to do. Uh, lately, you know, Beal had up there and Gladwin, they scored some more points on us. And that's that's different challenges. Gladwin had a couple good posts that we had to, how do we figure out guarding good posts, you know? Because in the MSAC, you don't see... You defor, division four specifically, you don't see post, true yep. post, you know, sit you up on the block and go score. So when we do see those, we got to make sure we accommodate and, yeah. and go. You guys were the team those. bringing them to people with the Mundleys, <laughs> right. the Ruggles, you know right. what I mean? And Gambles and going back in the deck city. Yeah, you yeah. don't see those very often when you got one. It's great, but you need right. to prepare to see that once playoff time comes And yep. Let's talk a little bit about Karis to Wilger. She was the MVP, you know, at the backyard brawl, it, just a freshman. He, and it's one of those, I don't think I realized until later in the game how fast she is, in yeah. particular with the basketball. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, her quickness is uh, a huge asset, isn't it? It's something that we've, that we've chatted about with previous point guards that we've had come through Sacred Heart. So um, it, it's just getting her to understand what to do with the basketball, right? She's kind of a, still a freshman. She's kind of a one-track man. I'm going to go score, and that's not always necessarily the best case. I think, just in my opinion, her growth from the first half to the second half, even of that yeah. game in Beale City, was just enormous. I imagine you're probably seeing that every single day. Every day, yep. We're the She does really well against man-to-man defenses, which is what she sees a lot with her travel ball and stuff like that. So when she sees zones, that's something new for her, and that's that's where we keep practicing. She's got to learn how to score against zones as well because we see a lot. We see a lot of 2-3 two, three, and 3-2 three, zones. And now, as far as like a weakness of this team, you know, is there a weakness you would point to, a spot that you really need to improve at? Uh, the, the shooting numbers have not been great, you know, and that's a lot of reps. we got to continue that. Um, and we're not, you know, we don't have any six foot girls necessarily. We're a little on the smaller side. So we got to make sure in the post we're strong or physical. Uh, we finish at the rim. Um, every team has weaknesses, right? We got to keep working on those. So it's just, I think it's just cleaning up those fine details and just going one day at a time, one day at a time. And then when we do the girls, I told the girls the other day, there's days where in practice, we don't look so great, but when it comes to games, they're just, they're putting things together. So that's great to see. And it could be because we're challenging the girls in practice with different, you know, different things, different concepts. So. And, you know, it's one of those two with the shooting percentage. I always kind of am curious to see, you know, your first-year head coaches of our, at the varsity level. I always feel like December, you, you obviously want to perform well, and you guys did perform well in mm-hmm. December, but December is the quote-unquote preseason for oh, high school for hoops, sure. isn't it? Once you get to January, that's when things really gear up and start to take off. Like I said, you have two, three games every single week now going all the way through March. Yeah, December December's tough because you got to figure out so many different things and lineups and the girls are still, you know, when am I supposed to shoot? When am I, when am I not supposed to shoot? Were they on another deep volleyball run? It's right, just, yeah. right, right. And that was, that was actually, it was awesome this year because the girls' season's later than the boys, so it gave us that extra week to uh, get the girls prepared, so... And now, as far as this group of girls goes, your first varsity experience, what's your favorite part about coaching this group of kids? It's the camaraderie. I told them the other night, we, we had just had a chat, and I was like, girls, I was very excited when I when coach told me that he was going to step down. It's like, hey, this is you're going to be my first group. You know, I, I know you girls coming in. Uh, I love every single one of them and the relationships. I've coached them all previously. Yeah. You know, all as at least JV players at least one year besides Karis. And um, you just can't. You can't. I think they trust me. I hope they trust me, right? And I know I believe in them, and uh, they work hard, and they do everything that, that we ask. Very coachable group. That's. Yep. I mean, you can't ask anything better than that. Is there a least favorite part about coaching this group of girls? 
Uh, I know that a couple of them are going to be graduating at the end of the year, right? <laughs> That's a great yeah, answer right, right there, yeah. <laughs> and now, what are these girls learning on the court that they just can't learn down here in this classroom? Uh, you got to show up every single day, right? I mean, that's and that's school too, but on weekends, you got to show up. You got you to get your rest. You know, you got to get your sleep. You got to get your energy. Um, I think, too, is the uh, there's you're not always necessarily going to be the star, you know, you can only start five girls on the basketball team, as we were kind of talking to, alluding to earlier, with eight of them that could all play, you know, and potentially all start it, depending on the point in the season. Only five can play in the court. Uh, the communication energy, one thing we've been talking about this year is energy and, you know, high fives, constant high fives, diving on the floor is high as an energy giver. And um, when they come off the floor, subbing and communication and those fine little details just create chemistry and create success. And they just, that just is a growing uh, idea that we're building upon. Yeah, like I said, it relates right back to life and everything they yeah. do around them too. Like I said, yep. chemistry, getting jobs and stuff like that. Like I said, I like how you brought up every every one of these girls could be starting. They're, you could have every single girl on your team be the leading scorer one night this season. I feel like that that's something that happened. I feel like that's that kind of tells you got a pretty special group, doesn't right. it? Right, yeah, for sure. We've got an awesome group of girls, and it's just the fine-tuning of the details, and they're they're just they're getting better each and every day, and that's all you can ask for. So, All right, Coach Dorr, thanks so much for taking some time to chat with me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Another big, big thank you to Coach Dorr taking some time to chat with me. Another big, big thank you to Bob Peters talking to me a little bit about Michigan football tonight going for that national championship. Going to take a break here on Spock Sports Show. When I come back, talking about Coach Sherlock, all about Sacred Art Academy, boys basketball. You're listening to Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law from every case they take, they take personally. Back with more right after this on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face, and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind. If you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident, contact Barbary Law, and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours, too. Welcome back on into Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get right back into my conversation. Mr. Justin Sherlock, head coach of Second Art Academy, Varsity Basketball. Chris Bachman back up at the academy this time. We were in the gym. I like how Coach said the laboratory here. The laboratory. It's Chris Bachman and Justin Sherlock. And Coach, you know, I really love hearing your background. I wouldn't mind hearing it again. If people don't know about Coach Sherlock, tell a little bit about your basketball background and that kind of thing. Sure. Well, you know, I, uh, I went to school uh, here at Mount Pleasant High School, graduated in uh, 1999, and played basketball three years over there and had a pretty good career. I was on uh, one good team for sure, and uh, – <laughs> Uh, with uh, Greg LaPointe, who was uh, fourth in Mr. Basketball, Josh Jansen and some other guys, and uh, very successful. Played for Coach Steve Marley and then uh, Jack Carby for two years and was fortunate enough from there to uh, play at the college level. I started at uh, Kalamazoo Valley Community College. Um, my freshman year got hurt and then uh, ended up uh, transferring to Rochester University over in uh, Oakland County. So three good years there and uh, – uh, we won a small college uh, title my senior year, and it, w- it was uh, it was great. And then uh, 
you know, from there I was able to get into uh, college coaching. I started out at Cleveland State as a graduate assistant, and then my second year there, um, they brought me on the staff full time. And then, uh, you know, things didn't work out there for uh, for us with the Vikings. Um, so I was on the job hunt again, and ended up in uh, Bradenton, Florida, where I coached the high school team at IMG Academy for a year, and you know, very successful. Uh, program and and it's blown up since I was there I mean people when I tell people I was there they're like really you were and I'm like yeah well it was it was going back you then. helped to get to where it is today right, right coach right <laughs> it's not quite what it was when I was there what it is now so uh, but you know still I had uh you know a couple of uh, nationally ranked players I had one player that ended up playing the NBA and I think my starting five all played division one so you know coaching really good talent, but playing against really good talent um, taught me a lot. I mean, I, I, I can still remember some of the games um, where, you know, I thought I knew basketball, but those situations uh, enlightened me that, you know, I had a lot more to learn. Um, so, you know, I, and I made a, a life decision after that one year to uh, go back to the college game, ended up at Northwood University working for Bob Taylor, um, spent uh, the last three years um, that Bob was at Northwood, I was his assistant working with Charles Thomas and, uh, um, and then, you know, I, I decided to, uh, you know, we, we got married, my wife and I, Terry, and, uh, we started having kids and I, I wanted to make another career choice. And so I, I, I found a job more suitable for the family life. And, and then, uh, this one opened up a few years ago now and uh, I got a call, um, from Andy Tyson saying, Hey man, I think you'd be great. You want to get back into it? And I said, let me, let me run that by the family. And, uh, you know, the rest is history. So they yeah. say, and, family is kind of what you get here at Sacred Heart Academy. It's so yeah, pretty absolutely. easy to kind of bring the family on in here. And off to a 9-1 and one start, some big wins over Beale City, Cardinal Mooney. Does that surprise you at all? Um, you know, I can't say it surprises me. Um, you know, I, I knew we were a pretty good team um, even in the summer. I've got six or seven of my, my top guys that, you know, they don't play football. Um, so in the fall, you know, we're in here working out, and I could kind of see it coming. Of course, Brody Cherry's new to us, and, and it was good to have him in the gym working out with us. But I could sort of see, you know, wow, we've got some ball skill. We've got some shooters. Um, and then when the football season ended, you know, to be able to mix those guys in. Um, you know, early on, I think, uh, you know, the coaching staff and myself, we started to see our potential. Um but, you know, it, it it's a big deal for these guys. You know, they got their first victory over Beale City in their entire career. I mean, they were telling me, you know, ever since seventh grade, you know, we haven't beat them in anything. And last year, you know, they really took it to us. So for them to sort of have amnesia, forget about last year, look at this game as, you know, a totally new challenge, totally different team, and just go out and uh, capture the victory was uh, quite impressive. I was as impressed as a lot of people. Yeah, and I told you, I think that's one of the more impressive high school basketball wins that I've seen. Like I said, the rivalry that's been last year is the way you guys won that game as well. is pretty emphatically. And again, you guys play again, you know, could be a different outcome. They're a really good team over there, but that's a game I would watch 100 times out of 100 (laughs) with those two squads. Particularly, the group of guys that each of you guys have right now is really, really special. And guys have dominated MSAC play so far, but when I look at that Fulton score, First game of the year. I feel like they're going to be a lot tougher when you go down to their place. You know, what What do you remember about that opening win? So, um, you're, you're exactly right. I, I think for us, you know, uh, the, the most enjoyable part for me as a coach is it seems like each week or even every game, you know, somebody else is stepping up and adding things to the repertoire and offense or understanding the defense better. And so we just continue to become a better team. And, uh, 
you know, uh, Fulton is certainly well coached. Uh, you know, Tyler, uh, his dad was there forever, and I'm sure learned a lot under his dad. Um, and he does a great job. So they're going to be ready to play us. There's an old rivalry between the two of us going, uh, two of our schools going back. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, we will expect expect the challenges certainly on the road. We're about ready to go on the road for the entire the mar- gauntlet, month of yeah. February. And uh, but I, you know, I told the guys it's what you know got us the victory down at Fulton last year was you know it starts on defense. And uh, you know if you keep opponents in the lower uh, scoring range, you know even when you're not shooting well, um, you know you can you can come out with wins. Yep, and we'll talk about the backcourt in a second, but I want to cheese on the two starters that you've got down low: Jason Bogue, Aiden Halliday, two guys that. I feel like they bring so much more than basketball to the court, if, if that makes sense. You know, strength, athleticism, IQ, heart. There's no ego in either of them to score, even though either one of them could be a leading scorer on a bunch of different teams. No, they're they're tremendous. They're team guys. I mean, they're all fo- you know they're both football players, really good football players, by the way. Um, Aiden's certainly going to play in college, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Jason in a football college uniform at some point too. And you know, they're great baseball players, so they understand the uh, the team element to uh, success, and they understand too that this is you know. Um, uh, not their first sport, so they enjoy watching guys like Noah Zion and Grady Pratt have, and Brody Cherry and and Luke Taylor, you know, have a have a great basketball career, and they just want to be a part of it. They they want to help us win, like you said, do the dirty work, play defense, get rebounds. Um, and Aiden's been a four year starter for us, so that just comes with experience that you can't teach. You can only get over the years, and Jason's a three-year starter for us. So those two guys, uh, they really anchor us down low, and I, I, I'm just happy I get to coach them. Yeah, and you could look up any night and see them having 15-20 as well. Too. I think, you know, I think that's one of the things I want to point out. Now, talk about that backcourt. Like I said, you mentioned Taylor, Zion, Cherry, Perrette. For you, a guy who was a standout guard yourself, is that just kind of like you're drooling coming in with these three guys here to teach? Yeah. Or you know, four or five, I guess I should say. Yeah. I have joked with them um, – you know, given their experience now and skill, you know, hey, I, I, I'm just going to sit in the chair on the sidelines and watch you guys play. <laughs> I won't say anything. And, you know, they keep reminding me, hey, remember when you told us you weren't going to say anything? Well, so, no, it's a, it, it definitely is a uh, – it's a blessing. It's a, a luxury that we have. They, you know, but they work hard. I mean, they're good players, but, you know, they, they put the time in. Um, they're in here in the off season. I mean, Luke Taylor's here every day after practice shooting threes until he makes, like, you know, ten in a row he doesn't leave. Um, and, and Grady and Noah, they're gym rats. Brody, his, his dad's a coach. His mom's a coach. I mean, he grew up in the gym. So when you have guys like that around your program, running your team, yeah, it, it definitely makes a lot things a lot easier. Yep, and I feel like this this will make sense to local people. You know, Beale City, I always say, you know, they got more playoff appearances in high school uh, football than anybody else. Mm-hmm. You guys, I think, have more small school wins than anybody else in Michigan high school basketball. You know, there's the old thing up here, first class D team to reach 1,000 victories all time. It's pretty historic program here. What's it like being able to just kind of coach here? Talk about that a little bit. Well, it's great. You know, uh, I think we talked about this last time, um, the support that we get. Um, from Sacred Heart, our alumni, our families, um, the, the, the staff, the faculty, it, it's really incredible. Um, I joke, you know, uh, with it, these guys really think they're Notre Dame around here. Um, we're the fighting Irish, of course, but, uh, you know, it, and that's what you need to have success year in, year out. They know what it takes. Um, we have great families. Um, we, we generation over generation, you know, the, the players keep coming back and uh, the support is tremendous. It, it's it's, I'm the luckiest guy um, in this area in the job I have. 
And now, when it comes to this particular group of kids, what's your favorite part about coaching them? Well, they all love each other, and, and they love they want to be coached. I mean, it's you're talking about uh, a team full of friends. I mean, they hang out together. Um, they, you know, we, we after our Beale City game, um, a couple guys grabbed me and, and were like, hey, coach, let's come over to your house and uh, watch the Lions game. They were Lions were playing the Cowboys. I said, well, hold on. Let me let me check and make sure that's okay. And sure <laughs> enough, they're like, yeah, come on over. Next thing you know, there's 15 boys in my house, and we're all hooting and hollering watching the Lions. I mean, we just like to be together. Um, we are our own family within the big family. The coaches, uh, Andy Tyson and A.J. Masucci, Ryan Green, we've been together three or four years. So, you know, we, we just enjoy each other's company. Um, I love coming to practice. And uh, obviously being 9-1 helps too. And, yeah, the wins are great, but what you're going to remember are those nights with all the kids at your place watching the Lions games and stuff. Like, I feel like that's what it's really all about when these kids really start to learn. Those big life lessons is when you're getting all together for that kind of stuff. And I think we might have talked about there a little bit. What are these kids learning playing sports they can't learn in the classroom? Well, you know, I, I think for uh – for team sports especially, you know, these kids understand that, you know, it's not just about them, that there's a responsibility to each other um, that is owed. And uh, in terms of their effort and, and showing up and doing your job, you know, we talk about doing your job a lot. And, you know, this truly is a job. It's a fun sport to play, but there are responsibilities that come with it. And, you know, I'm sure there's rules and, and jobs to do in the classroom as well. But, you know, it's pretty much... Uh, you know, individual based, you know, um, if somebody has a bad grade in a science class, it might not impact the other guy. But here, you know, we all have to grade well and we have to do it on a consistent basis and uh, have a little fun while we're doing it. All right. Coach Sherlock, thanks so much for joining me, man. Appreciate it. Thank you, Chris. Another big thank you to Coach Sherlock, Coach Door, Bob Peters, taking some time to chat with me. Go Blue tonight, everybody. We'll be back soon with another Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. It's Spock Sports Show every Monday night, 7 p.m. on Buck 92 and podcasting wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman, sponsored locally through Barbary Law Firm. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views and opinions of Latitude Media. Our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.